Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Cheryl Howard, and this is Cheryl Howard's Get Your Life Back podcast. I'm really glad that you tune in today. Um, Before I get into what I'm talking about today, I want to introduce myself to those of you who don't know me. I am an inspiration and transformation strategist. I am a certified life purpose coach, pastoral counselor, a mental health professional, a speaker, and an author. And so I like to talk about all things that help enhance our quality of life and our relationships, our business, living in on our purpose and in our purpose, being intentional about living our best life. And that means in every aspect. So really a holistic approach, mind, spirit, and body and soul, you know, and just, you know, building healthy connections because life is about having a support system. Whatever that looks like for us, you know, it's not always family, but having a support system. And that's, I think that's very important for those of us who understand and know what's for everybody. But once we come to the mindset and know that it takes a village, even for us to pursue our dreams and our visions and see the manifestation of it. I can honestly say if it had not been for my support system and the people in my life that cared about me, that saw into me, that spoke into me, you know, I don't know if I would be where I am today. (laughs) I really don't. So I, I do believe in the, it takes a village. It takes people with their gifts and their talents and their resources to even help you realize your dream, your vision, you know, who you are, what you were called to do. And I want my, it's my goal that everybody experiences life to the fullest as much as possible. And today, um, I'm really going to have you tune into a earlier broadcast I did on my radio show, Get Your Life Back. Well, I had my guest, Michael Chase, who is a minister. He's also an anger management coach and he coaches people from all over the world and locally as well. He helped them manage their angers. He worked with people from all different um, backgrounds and professionals and even mandated um, people from, you know, and well, the judge says, look, you're going to need to get some anger management <laughs> so you can live your best life. And then I have my brother tuning in, Craig Holder. He's also a minister, but he's also an IT specialist. And we're really going to talk about uh, no is not an option. And it's a mindset. It's a mindset you get to when you realize, you know what, even though I've gone through this and gone through that, they got to be better. I know there's more. I have greater. I want to live greater. And so in order for me to stay in the race, I have to develop the mindset that says no is not an option. <laughs> so stay tuned. We're going to get right into our topic today as soon as my theme song plays. You can still get your life back. Get your life back. It's real. Get your life back. I just felt so bad just to hear brother in Christ just, you know, kill himself. It was just sad. Well, the the thing is, is that people have these silent struggles that no one ever knows. And they they don't have an outlet. They don't have an expression. And sometimes an outlet can be available to people. And people want to hear and can help. But sometimes it's that, that own individual's pride. That keeps I was going to say that. That's yeah, right. That keeps them from reaching out, and then yes. it becomes that silent struggle, that struggle yes. in which you know nobody knows. Um, right. The unfortunate thing is that you really can't do anything with those types of individuals because I've heard, I heard uh, back when uh, the, the scandal with Bishop Eddie Long, 
um, mm-hmm. uh, and those young boys, and and um, and what and what Carlton Pearson had to say about right. about the whole ordeal. And Carlton Pearson was extremely, you know, relevant. And and right now, he said, "Who could he? Who could he have gone to? Who who could he right. have gone to? Who could he have talked to?" And, right. and about such such a problem, such an issue. Right. And and the thing of, and the hey, thing. Hey Tracy, of, thanks for joining in. Mom's for new on fire. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Good to see you all. And and so yes. you know who who could have who could have talked to him? Who could he have talked to about? about his, right. his issues. And a lot of times right. people don't have those outlets. And again, right. if they, and if they do have those outlets, it's their pride. If we can extend the same thing to uh, to uh, Robin Williams, who, who killed himself. Yes. Um, you know, um, from his, his his chronic years of depression and, and drug drug abuse. And, and a lot of those things, you, you know, who's going to help you? What can they right. do? What can people do? And I think I think the answer lies not what can people do, but how can we help you? How can right. people help right. you? It's because right. sometimes you know we like to play the victim role, and sometimes we are very much victims. But we're always looking for somebody to help us. Everybody needs to save you. Right. And so you know, and so what can we do in order to help you feel better about the life that you're living? That's right. I, I thought about the roles that we play and how it needs to be more of that pastoral counseling where yeah. a leader can feel safe because we create that safe space for clients to come in and share those things without the condemnation. Also understand it because now we, you know, we're both, we're all, we're Christians, you know, you and the pastor or the pastoral counselor or whoever it is. And one thing I liked about, you know, when you and I was at Allen, there were a lot of on-staff ministers who were psychologists and psychiatrists and pastoral counselors and they had that piece there where leaders can go in secret because I knew of some who told me they went to see specific people in the ministry where they had that safe space to counsel like you said if people have that outlet and they can let go of pride or, or self-condemnation because you know a lot of people have that issue then people can be healed in leadership yeah you know yeah. <clears throat> well, when it comes to get on that topic, I'll uh-huh. <laughs> say it again. I'll say after this, we get on that topic. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, you know, I think, I think what what we have to begin to do is, um, try to allow people or encourage people to be who they are, to be comfortable with who they are, and 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 not with the negative, not with the negative, but to be comfortable. We are. I think I think the, the biggest answer to clinical depression, anxiety, and all of these other mental illnesses that that, that people suffer from, is is simply a lack of society, lack of community, lack of of, of togetherness, a lack of love. You know, I think I think these are the answers because when people are in your life and they're constantly talking to you, constantly, mm-hmm. you have, and you have relationships. That's the indication. That's the sign. Everybody's always looking for the sign of where somebody goes crazy. You know, right. well, what was right. the sign? Did anybody know? And, you know, right. and, and, and no, the sign is there was nobody in his life. I think, I think you know, with Robin Williams, with, with his particular issue, him and his wife slept in the same, in different beds, different bedrooms. Right. 
yeah. You know, wow. and, and so and so, what do we what do we do? How do we how do we connect with people in a way that allows them to feel comfortable with us? Right. That we get into such an engrafted relationship that that relationship right. becomes intrinsic. Where now right. I, I can express myself with you. I can tell you That's my right. faults and my struggles and my problems and what I, and, and what I am at any moment in time, and you can facilitate what needs to happen at that moment. So I, I, I completely, I think society is a big answer to the problem, mental health. And you know, it, it's so good you said that because people often, you know, when I tell about certain things I accomplished and um, things I was able to achieve, and I speak to a lot of people with depression, obviously, they want to know how I did it. And, and I'm always very transparent in saying, I know because I had a big community, I had support, I had my church family, you know, you guys, friends around me, that helped me cope with my own issues. And I understand that if I hadn't had you guys, I might have been like them. You know, I might have been depressed, but I, I, I wasn't allowed to be depressed because I had a supportive community, I had encouragement. You know, being part of a circle like church, for instance, it's a positive group. You're with people who's always talking about inspiring, that's why we do inspiring coaching, you constantly hear words of inspiration, Michael, if you will, words of hope being poured into you till I didn't have time to be depressed if I wanted to. Yes, we experience sadness sometimes. We experience that everybody experiences some level of depression. Even you can be I mean, you deal with grief, you lose people. That's natural and that's a and there's a process and timing for that. But I believe that if I didn't have the people around me, life would have been different. You know, how would I go through the divorce? And you know what kind of divorce I went through. Um, getting my life back. You know, that's what just was getting your life back. Going back to school and uh, getting my diploma again after 30-something years old, getting my degree. And that this is going to bring us into our topic and about no, it's not an option. But it's, I had pushes. I had my own I had my own cheerleaders. My family, my friends. My church family, so I, I can see the difference and I can understand. And I'm, I'm quick to say, you know what? I understand when you don't have support, you don't have anybody in your corner speaking life into you, saying you can't do this. You can, and teaching you how to cope and giving you um, tips or you know things that you can kind of do to help you. Go taking those small steps, those trying to meet those small objectives towards a particular goal, and doing it one step at a time. You know, yeah. measurable yeah. steps, actionable and quantifiable steps that you can actually do now. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and so they can visualize it and bring it to, again, actualizing it one step at a time. Because when I work with my clients, I get, I'm, I'm so elated, Michael, when I see them, you know, achieve a goal that we kind of put in a treatment plan. Like I have a client now, 19, and I mean, this young lady was in gang, I mean, all kinds of gangs and depression, she yeah. medication. She's so inspired now since I've been working with her. She actually feels and believes it now that she can take it to the next level. And for me, it makes me feel good because I'm okay. This is not in vain. We're actually doing something, and 
you know, obviously their return policy, and if their return policy has a whole bunch of nose attached to it, contingencies, <laughs> you know, you, you can't bring this back, you can only bring this back 13 days after you bought it, you can bring this back 30 days after you bought it, this one we can only give you store credit, you know, I don't shop at places like that, because what I look at that, you know, I look, that hurts my head to make
So now, so Emily, yes, are you coming? So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm because you're, you're exciting me, and I think you're on a, you're on a, you're on a point of revelation between topics. I want yeah. you to, I want, I want you to talk about when is it okay to say no? When is no an option? No is an option if let me give an example. Sometimes you can move out of you can move in the wrong season to do something. Doesn't mean that it's forever, but it may be you want to do something, but now is not the right time, or you haven't put a plan in action. You don't have enough information. And maybe you need to sit for a while and go no, not, no may mean not right now, or okay. maybe you are trying to do something that you haven't been called and purpose to do. Especially if you're trying to do what you see other people do, but it's not for you. It, it, I mean, there could be so many different, um, different areas or different situations where no, no should be your option right now. You know, maybe you're going over, maybe you're going overboard. Oh, you know, so many. There's yeah. so many situations where no can be an option. Absolutely, Craig. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Michael. How are you doing today? It's, it's good. Hey, Craig, Craig, are, are you, you sound a little delayed on your microphone, but it's so good to hear your voice. Yeah, mom's not moving with the mic, but it's all right. <laughs> I had yeah. to pull one from out, the, from out the trunk somewhere, man. I wasn't quite prepared. <laughs> so, Craig, you know, we see me talking about no, it's not an option. We're also talking about you got to have a mindset. Like Michael talked about, your mind is already set to, I'm not going to let anybody hinder me or... Or, or, or talk doubt and, and disbelief and, and um, negativity when you're trying to accomplish a goal because a lot of times people just don't see the vision they can't see into you or you know whatever the case is you yourself have achieved something in your life pray that if you hadn't listened to people you would have been stuck you would have stayed in the place of stuck <laughs> oh I can't do this well yeah I mean I'm trying to do things now and you know it's not uh you know, where I wanted to be or at a place where anybody would really see the final vision of it. And so, you know, sometimes you can't let people know what you're doing while you're doing it. Right. You know, because then you get caught up on everything they're saying and no, you shouldn't do this. Why are you doing that? And does this fit you? And none of that stuff matters. You know, only thing right. that matters is yeah. what you believe, you know. So, exactly. Um, like I can remember, you know, me and my partner talked about, you know, our fitness business or whatever. And, mm -hmm. you know, not that anyone had anything negative to say, you know, it was, you know, like, yeah, right. You know, I'll believe you when I see it. Right. Mm -hmm. you, know, that, mm -hmm. you know, that expression without being said. Right. Yes. But, yes. you know, the more, the more you do it and the more, uh, growth and progress you make into something, people actually see it and go, mm -hmm. oh, now they want to get on board or mm -hmm. you know, things like that. So yes. know, definitely true all the things that you all have been saying so far. Please so forgive Craig. me. Kind of behind a little bit too. That's okay. Go ahead. No, that's okay, Craig. Now, I need you to go ahead and repeat everything you just said all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it, Craig. I don't even know. He helped me you out, but it was so on point, Michael. It was so great because I thought about it.
no, no, I, I absolutely understand, man. One of the things that we attribute to the word no is when people try to come against our vision. And when yes. people come against our vision, come against our plan, come against what we believe is right for ourselves, then that person exemplifies and personifies the word no. And that no, we reject. So essentially, we reject delete, that delete. person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Download, delete. And so what? So what? Now, the, now, what I want to what I want to understand is the power that comes with the word no. The power of refusal. The power. Well, I, I preached that before. You better come off the power of no. Come on in here. <laughs> y'all, y'all are real churchy. Go ahead, go ahead. I love you. So, uh, <laughs> I ain't even saying that yet. We can kill you. We can kill you.
Absolutely, and what you what you're describing for for viewers, um, um, Cheryl, is called a treatment plan. And, and that's right. And so and so some interventions. Exactly. Right. So that intervention of a treatment plan suggests that 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 we're going to take this step by step. We're going to take this one yes. one thing at a time. And when yes. you have shown that you have mastered this, then we are going to bring back. We want to bring what you mastered. And we're going to add right. to that, and we're going to yes. add to that, yes. and we're going to see how these things work together in your life, or how they yes. move away from your life. Right. What, what right. symptoms do you have? What struggles do you, right. are you facing? And 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 we're going to tackle them. Now, guess what? That is a very detailed, scrutinizingly, you know, difficult right. approach to people's lives. But you know what? I think it's achievable. I think if, if through relationship, through relationship, uh -huh. understand a treatment plan is between you, your counselor, and the many times that you go visit your program or your counselor, and they're working with you with these issues. If you utilize that concept in your relationships, and I partner with yes. Cheryl, and I say, Cheryl, I got an issue, and then I partner with Craig, and I say, Craig, I got an issue, and I partner with Michael, and, I, and Mike says, I got an issue, and I partner with yes. whoever else, and, and we tackle yes. my issues, we tackle each other's issues. What we're doing is we're overcoming issues, but we're also building relationships. That's right, that's right, and that's the important piece. That's, yeah, I think that's a huge piece because what, what, what we want to do is not just live life independently, but we want to make sure that we have an independent living, if that makes sense. Amen, it makes sense, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know what I want to talk about too? I want to talk about uh, rebuilding. Things that were layaways, things that you may have forgotten and kind of gave up on the past, or things that you tried in the past and didn't accomplish something, but now it's time for rebuilding. And the inspiration to talk about that comes from, I was reading the book of Nehemiah the other night. I just couldn't put it down. <clears throat> you remember Nehemiah when the no. Jews came back after, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. when they were held captive by, <laughs> remember the Jews, but they were held captive by King Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. And so when they was released, they went back to Palestine to rebuild the city, to rebuild the walls. And then they had the enemy, I think his name was Sam Ballant. Okay. The enemy, and they wanted them to stop. They was rebuilding. They rebuilding the city, the, the, the temples and everything all over again. And Sam Ballant was one of the main, the main enemy that they had. And he couldn't understand how they were able to achieve this thing. But I love the scripture. I think it's in chapter 4 and 6. The people had a mind to work. And I'm thinking about that, again, going back to that mindset. Had they not had that mindset that no wasn't an option, we're going to rebuild our city, we're going to rebuild our war, forget our enemies, put up our fortress, keep the enemies out, because I know that was one of the purposes of building a war. It kept out the enemies from coming into the camp or the city, if you will. And just I'm just looking at how the attitude that they all had as a community, again, he talked about those people around that are supportive, and their mind was offset that we're going to do this thing. So I was thinking about rebuilding and even with all the opposition they faced from the enemy, they kept working. They kept working again. I just thought it was interesting. No, that's 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 a good that's really a a good segue into your next topic and I, and I think that that's important, not giving up. I, I remember when um when I was when I had no education and I had just came back from Atlanta and 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 I was destitute. I was homeless and I didn't have anything. You know, um right. and and that moment when I said, God, I don't care 
who you are, what you do, where you from. I don't. I, I, you know, if you want me to keep, yes. if you want me to keep believing in you, if 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 I mean anything to you, and you want me to keep doing something, then you need to do something because as as of this moment now, I give up. That's a big statement because at that point yeah. I got so fed up that I absolutely gave up. Now, Craig, if you don't right. give me some hand claps on that because you ain't going to keep me showing at a June 182, you better go ahead and get it. I don't give so, hand claps because you asked, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because you know, I'm going to hit you, though. No, no, no. So now, so now, watch this. Watch this because because what happens? They coming. They coming. They, they come, thank, thank you, Craig. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Listen, I ain't gave him one hand clap yet, and I'm talking. And so, <laughs> here, here, here you go. There you go. There you go, Craig. I love you. And so, <laughs> That's a 
dreams you have, I was able to accomplish things that I thought before was unattainable for me. Yeah. Or I, or either the enemy or the negative self-defeated thoughts would tell me, but you know, even going to school, come on, it was a fight. I would, he, I would have to give, give myself scriptures every day to meditate on because then the self-defeated voice would say, I don't know why you're doing this, why give up. I don't know why you're going to class. You're never going to get your diploma. You're never going to get your D. You're never going to get your um, master's. I don't know why you're sitting here. So I have to rebuke all that stuff. I have to say you're a liar. <laughs> all that stuff that we do, but you have to do that. Yeah. Because my mind was already set. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, uh, show, I can only commit five more minutes to. Yes, to it. I was going to say that. Yeah, I, I know, and I, and I got I to gotta give, give my family and my wife attention. Um, Craig, yes, you do. Craig, you ain't gonna give me no hand claps on that, but, um, <laughs> you mess. I know, I, I, I'm, you with you, I'm just messing with Craig, I look Craig know it. 300, I got 182. That's right. <laughs> keep, keep them coming. Somebody gave you, keep Mikey, you ain't giving me no props, and I was talking, I, I gave you I'm still stuck on the 179, Mike, where my hand claps at, man? Hey, hey, listen, <laughs> I'm not gonna give them to you, because you asked, man. <laughs> <laughs> And so a lot of people have a lot of visions and dreams, 
and they want to do something. Some of them even tread out and step onto the water, you know, and 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 branch out. But yet they get they get they get scared, and they and they and they come back to shore. You are actually out there in the water, got your lease signed, about to start and open up your business, and you're about to, <laughs> and you're about to do the thing. And and, and so, yes. so congratulations. Congratulations on that. Sorry, I mean, we've been operating for a little while, and I am scared. So yeah. don't get it twisted. Uh -huh. It is scary. But yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's a healthy anxiety. Send this to y'all later. Send this. Oh, I'm sure we'll be able to get ready. 